Hey, it's Amber. I want you to think about that wise friend who knows how to tie things from the past to things going on now. You know that mentor that connects the dots? That's how you'll feel listening to Bible Threads with Dr. Bruce Becker. If you haven't had a chance yet, check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is called God Couldn't Love You More. And I'm going to prove it. (laughs) Hey guys, it's Amber, wife, mother, warrior, type A child of God. Here at Little Things, we examine everyday issues from a biblical perspective with one simple goal, to know and love God more. Thanks for joining me. I don't know where you are in life. I don't know if you feel very, very loved or if you feel very alone. I don't know if you have been abused or if you're broken right now, if you have been used by people, put aside, if people think you're crazy, if your family is talking to you, or if you are just utterly alone. I don't know those things. But this is what I want to make sure that you know by the end of this episode. God loves you with this crazy love that you can never, ever find anywhere else. His people, the children of God, can give you a taste of it, but they will let you down. His love will never, ever let you down. And I'm going to give you three reasons why. Number one, he exceeds expectations. Have you ever started dating someone and realized pretty early in that they were not the person that you thought they were? Or maybe you got married and you had these stargazed eyes that thought everything was going to be perfect. And then two weeks in, you got into this crazy fight and you thought, wait a second, I thought he was going to you know, bend over backwards to please me. And I thought that he would never hurt my feelings. And how did this happen? Yeah, I think, I think we all have been there in one form or another. And I would say for my marriage anyway, I think my spouse also found that out about me. I think I definitely let him down as far as his expectations for me as well. So I'm not trying to rag on my husband by any stretch of the imagination. But God is going to exceed our expectation, both in terms of what he puts up with and for how long he will put up with us. I know so many people who have cut people out of their lives. You know, the three strikes you're out or because their life is full of drama. Sometimes it's not even their fault. It's just, you know, there's been a wayward wayward child who's gotten into drugs or um, something that it's it's a situation that goes on and on and on and on and on. You know, it's not an easy fix. Or um, someone has a disease, you know, like fibromyalgia or one of those autoimmune diseases that things keep coming up. It's, it's not going to go away. And sometimes friends don't stick around. They're not up for the drama that comes with the issues that you carry. And we know... That as Christians, we want to be there to be burden bearers. And you can find so many people who will. 
a lot of us have found that in our deepest struggles, in our hardest situation, people are gone. People are definitely there, you know, for the funeral, and they're there for the month or so after. But when you are still grieving a year and a half in, it can be so much harder to find people who will listen. Not God. Jeremiah 31.3 says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have drawn you with loving devotion. When I see that word everlasting there, I think long haul. God is in it for as long as I'm alive, and then he's in it with me for eternity. He's not giving up. So many people will give up. So many people will turn you off, turn away, be done. Your issue is too much. Don't want to hear it. Not God. And maybe you have given up. Maybe you have given up on that child that you thought would turn around, but they have just stolen from you one too many times. Maybe you have given up on thinking that your abusive spouse could ever change or the person in your life who is an addict. Maybe you've given up on thinking they can ever come clean. Not God. God is the long hauler. If the drama lasts 16 years, he'll be there. If the family dysfunction lasts a lifetime, he's not leaving. And even if you forget him, even if you think this is too much, God doesn't want me. God could never stay in this situation or God could never put up with me. I want to remind you of the prodigal son. Jesus told that story. Jesus. So it wasn't somebody telling a story about God. It was God telling us what he is like. Jesus said there was a son who took his inheritance and squandered it on wild living. And when the brother is talking later on, we find out there are prostitutes. So he threw it away until he had nothing. It was gone and so were the friends. He had nothing to eat. He was feeding the pigs and thinking that they were better off than he was. So he decided to go back home with his head down, beg for mercy, and just be a servant in his father's house. But we learn that the father was waiting and watching, and he saw him coming from a distance and ran to meet his son and threw his arms around him. And threw a party because his son was home. Jesus said there is great rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents. You may have thought that you were too much for God. God doesn't feel that way. God is watching and waiting. God loves when his children return home. And he is in whatever the situation is that you are facing for the long haul. That's how I know that God loves you more. Reason number two, that I know that God loves you more. He always listens. I think this is huge. 
if I were to give men one thing, one thing, if, if a man was to ask me, what is one thing I can do that will make my marriage infinitely better, hands down, listen, women want to be heard. They want to be understood. One of the coolest things I ever heard was a man saying that when his wife started talking, he had asked her, do you want me to listen or are you asking me to fix this? And he said that changed the relationship completely because he was always thinking as she was talking that she wanted answers. So if she was talking about a coworker who had done something and he would say, well, you need to go approach her. You need to. And she's like, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm asking. And it would end in a fight or argument. And so he said when he realizes he when once she gives him the I just want you to listen, then he's out of the fix it mode. Or if she says, I'm coming to it for advice and I need to know what to do, then he's in fix-it mode and he's looking for a solution as she's talking to him. But either way, he's there and he's on board. And the thing about it is that as your spouse listens to you more, the less a woman will nag because she won't have to. So if you actually listen to her, as in turn off the TV or step away from the game, or put down the phone, look her in the eyes, what were you, what's on your heart? That will go a long, long ways. But here's the thing. Even if you don't have a spouse who listens, God always, always listens. He doesn't have hours. You never, ever start to pray and get a message that says, I'm sorry, you have reached us when the office was closed. Please try back between the hours of 8 and 4 Central Standard Time. Weekends, holidays, middle of the night, early morning, doesn't matter. If you're mad at your spouse or your boyfriend or your child or anything else, it doesn't matter matter because guess what? God is there and he's ready to listen. Peter tells us to cast all our anxieties on him. Cast them all. He'll take them all. Anything that you have, the big ones, the little ones, the major, the earth shattering, the crazy ones, the ones that you know you can't tell anybody else because it's way too personal or way too intimate. You can talk to God about those details. And he is never going to cut you off because you've exceeded your time limit. He's never going to push you aside because he's going to take another prayer. He's never going to say, you know, I have other people I need to attend to. God is always, always, a million times always there to listen even when you no longer have a spouse or a parent, even when you're in a nursing home alone or when your husband's deployed or your wife is gone or whatever, he is there for you listening. Reason number three that I know that God loves you more is because Jesus died for you. There's a joke that says 
that a husband said to his wife, you know that I would die for you. And she responds, you always say that, but you never do. Yeah, Jesus actually did it. John 15, 13 tells us greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Jesus had no reason to die. He was completely perfect. There has never been anyone to live like him who did nothing wrong. He kept the law perfectly. He never committed a crime, never gossiped, never used God's name in vain. He had no reason to die except that he loved us so much that he was willing to pay our way and take the punishment that we deserved. Listen, there are brave men and women out there. There are soldiers who will die for the sake of freedom, and that is an extremely noble cause. Hats off to them. They have all my honor. They have my respect. But Jesus died for all of us, the worst criminal in the world, and the most noble God-loving person around because he knew that none of us, none of us on our own could make it to heaven. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We had nothing to offer him. And yet, he left it all for us. God knows everything about you. He knows your thoughts. He knows the murmuring. He knows your unbelief. The times when you think, "Uh uh-uh, even that's too big for God. He knows your shame. He knows what you say behind people's back. He knows it all. You are 100% fully known. And you are 100% fully loved by God. It's not one or the other. It's not that God doesn't really know what you're like, and therefore he loves you. And it's not that he just loves you because he doesn't really know you. You are fully known, and you are fully loved. I'm not really a fan of fairy tales. I never really, (laughs) I never read them to my children. We weren't big fans of Disney movies for all kinds of reasons, but I didn't want my kids to feel that love was, you know, a woman waiting to be rescued and then being rescued by some man and then it was happily ever after. I wanted a realistic version of love that the best love was two people who were totally in love with their Savior and knew that they were completely and totally flawed but they were willing to forgive and confess and repent and walk together, trying to hold each other accountable and also trying to remind each other of this crazy grace that God gives them. And that was marriage, and that was a means of working together to create the stable environment to raise children and to help society and to work in the church and That's really what I wanted my children to know. But the thing is, is that Jesus is really the most amazing fairy tale. Because he did swoop in when we were 
unable to save ourselves. And he left his perfect kingdom in heaven. And he came to this crazy, sinful, horrible world. And he gave his life for us so that we could have happily ever after. And that's amazing grace, amazing love. There's a meme that says God is love. He didn't need us. He wanted us. That's the most amazing thing. I, I can't imagine being Jesus and wanting to be with us so much that he was willing to go through everything he went through, rejection, persecution, beating, humiliation for us. <laughs> and this leads us to another meme. It says, be so busy loving God, loving others, and loving your life that you have no time for regret, worry, fear, or drama. Because that's the thing. (laughs) Once we know that God couldn't love us more, he loves us with this eternal, crazy, long-haul love He's always listening. He died for us. Once we know this and understand this, how can we not love him back? And how can that love not motivate us to show that same love to everybody else and to live in such a way that we want others to know our Jesus, our God? It's crazy. It's this crazy crazy love, this amazing grace, and I hope you know and I hope you understand that that is how God feels about you. This has been Little Things, because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things. Thanks for listening again this week, and don't forget, we're here for you. Check out the many resources we have to help you on your faith journey. Just go to timeofgrace.org to sign up for our daily email that will keep you in the loop with all that we have available.